Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's it's Dave DeVito. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Fallout Hub. This is the unofficial, official Fallout TV show podcast. <laughs> also, Fallout 76. I'm going to keep going with that. Ever since that announcement, that has been my my default intro. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am here, as usual, with my co-host, Dave. Welcome, Dave. How's it going? It's going well. When we when we send in the request for a press screener of those first three episodes of the Fallout TV show that come out in 2026, 
Um, we're mm-hmm. gonna make sure to put that in the email that it's the um, official unofficial show of the official yep. unofficial Fallout show. Yep. Official. Yep. I'm gonna You're I'm gonna cool. use that intro until that the show actually comes out six years from now, mm. like and that. it will be like the longest running gag ever. And then also we have Ken, who seems to have recovered and come back to the vaults from last time when you snuck out of the vault and then started chatting in. How did you get out of the vault? You've got some splaining to do, buddy. Ken's just blinking. I'm impressed. <laughs> I, think, I think Ken broke. I think we broke him. Are you? I've been Hello? here the whole time. Oh man! Now he's gaslighting us. Now Ken's a synth. And Ken, <laughs> I think Ken was replaced. We're gonna have to. Uh, how do you test for synths? Um, anyway, uh, we'll figure that yeah. out some other time. <laughs> but we uh, have a, a guest with us. We have um, tapped in through the powers of the internet with Bundakot. Bundakot, the guy who put together the documentary about the Fallout 76 community, uh, which some of us were able to uh, join you on, and I was absolutely thrilled with it. It came out awesome. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Doing all right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for reaching out a couple of hours ago and allowing me to come on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, roughly, <laughs> roughly this time yesterday. <laughs> Not even this time yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were doing the um, Fallout uh, Lorecast 100th episode live stream and you were in chat and we were like, hey, you want to join us on the show tomorrow? Because we meant to ask you ahead of time. We're yeah. usually much more uh, coordinated than this, but um, thank you for, for joining us. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, free I'm always free. Yeah. Awesome. Always free. There you go. There you go, everybody. Everybody, Bundacut, always free. Feel free to reach out. If you want to be Um, a... a, a, I'll be on any podcast. I don't mind. (laughs) I'll guest on whatever show. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have like 12 new shows pop up, and they're all going to have you as their first guest. (laughs) So, uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, as with all all of our guests, we have to do the Robots Dozen questions, and... This is a quick fire question. Don't think too hard because the questions are ridiculous. Just give us the quickest first answer that comes to mind, and we're going to get through all of them. There's 12 of them, and are you ready? Yes, as ready as I can ever be. All right, here we go. Question number one Where is Waldo? Uh, in a book somewhere. <laughs> in a book somewhere. Very good. <laughs> Good answer, good answer. Question number two. What is your signature dance move? I've used this one before, but it's one of my favorites. What is your signature go-to dance move? I'm not too sure if it has a name. I'm like, I remember every time I go to the club and I'm not drunk, I'm usually just sort of doing that. And I don't really know what that is called. I could get up and show you, but I don't really want to do that. I I, I think that was good (laughs) enough. um, For our listeners, he's gyrating with his arms and hands moving rotating forward towards his face above his shoulders like this right he's waving his arms around like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> that's a much better description thank you <laughs> all right number three you have to be a uh, in, uh, in real life you have to be either a mole miner or a scorched for 24 hours, which do you choose? Scorched as a normal human being scorched or scorched? Human, human scorched or oh, mole, mole miner. Mole miners are way interesting. 
<laughs> okay, you get to be one for twenty. So you get to walk around like. <laughs> the, the amount of impression you do with that alone could be hilarious. <laughs> okay. Number four. Every person is born with the ability to choose the number of fingers on each hand. Hmm. What do you choose? <laughs> uh, There's no standard. It's not like five right. is the standard. It's just everyone gets to choose See, whatever they think would be so I need to try and find convenient the number. Oh. Hmm. Probably like how many? Five in each hand? Yeah, six in each hand then? An extra finger is fine. Perfect. Did you go with six? Yeah, six. I, was, I was literally examining my hands like, hmm, okay, let me just think this out here. But yeah, six, six finger. Yeah, why not? There you go. Alright. And now the same question for number five, but for toes. Oh, toes. Toes oh, like, is different. Two, toes, is, toes are weird. I would say like two for each foot then. Right? Like a big one and yeah. a slightly smaller one. too many, it would be awkward to walk, wouldn't it? Would it be like a big toe and then like a really wide toe where the other four toes would just be like connected as one big you know, long toe? Thing, like thing. wide? You well, have like a... Yeah, in my mind, I was thinking like, like a, a tree toe. <laughs> as in like, it's like, yeah. it's like initial shaft and then it breaks out into like two. Uh, that's what I was kind okay. of thinking just to you know maximize comfort when or <laughs> at least I can put my feet kind of in my shoes still I don't know oh, this is this is why we, uh, Dave and I are doing hand motions trying to simulate what this what these the two toe. toes would look like yeah. um, this is why you need to be tuning in to us live uh, <laughs> 5, 5 p.m. Twitch.tv slash the Fallout Hub on Tuesdays. Uh, that's Eastern time, so 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, Tom's put thought into this. <laughs> so ch chat is uh, responding here. All right, uh, let's move on. Number six, uh, you're tasked with renaming the month of December. What do you name it? December. December? You just take the D out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so October, November, December. That is the quickest thought that came to my head. I don't know, December. That's I got it. Okay, I got it. That's like some, that's like the really cool way of saying it. Be like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, little Danny, what are you coming home? December. Coming home, Simber. December. Simber. <laughs> you know? Simber. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to start. Yeah, anyway, so it's fine. It just makes so. Simber. By that logic, then. All the cool ways to pronounce all the months is by re removing the first syllable, right? So you'd have like November, you'd have like lie, 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 gust, gust, lie. Number seven, you get to choose a wasteland mutant as a pet. Which one do you pick? A wasteland mutant as a pet. senator. Oh, I'd be yeah. interested as a pet. I'd get a lot of questions. Oh man, yes, very much so. Question number eight: Best album of all time? Fuck right. Um, <laughs> see, I don't listen to albums. I just listen to like individual bits of music here and there, and I just put put them in a Spotify playlist. Uh -huh. yeah, right. uh, this is uh, like an old timey music question. Damn, this is going back to eons ago. Uh, <laughs> who buys yeah. albums anyway? Uh, what album? <laughs> Nobody does. Oh my god. Um, and this doesn't have to be your best album of all time. Just it could just be the best album. It yeah. could be objectively best album. Best album of all time. Well, you can go with like 
Have you ever heard of the? I don't know if they have this over in the US. Do you have like the now sound like? Yes. Where it's like yes. now fifties, now sixties. Yes. Just get like now fifties yeah. or something. There you are. Oh my god. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, probably at the very bottom of my list, but yeah, thank you for that. Going, that's, could be now nineties and get some edgy stuff in there. Right yeah, next to Kids yeah. Pop and the Batman Forever soundtrack. Um, <laughs> that's above mm-hmm. Kids Pop and the Now, but yeah, you can still find all of those at my local Walmart. Oh, okay, okay, number nine. Where was Waldo? Page three, top right corner. Okay, number ten. Best Fallout. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, personally, for me, Fallout Three. For everyone else, apparently New Vegas, sort of the majority of people in New Vegas that I've talked to. Yeah, that seems to be the, the yeah. running one. Yeah. And you're correct. Right, and you're a man of culture and taste. I just want to throw that one. <laughs> <laughs> number 11. Two noses or one ear? Two noses. we got some body horror stuff going on. I, do, I, do, like, I was thinking about this earlier when I was on the toilet, right? I was like, could I go either blind <laughs> or deaf? And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't live without music, so I need to have both ears for that. So the two okay. noses. So is, like, is it like so where would the two noses go? Yeah, it'd be kind of like a scenario where it's like it's the same shaft, but just like two different bits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like a like a Brahmin head. Yeah, like yeah, a Brahmin head situation. Like that, yeah, the Brahmin with the toes as well. There you are. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Okay. And, it's just and like, final question. <laughs> <laughs> final question. Why is Waldo? Why is Waldo? You need someone to find in your life. Very nice. Very nice. Now, this is, uh, of course, less and less a secret, but this is also your goat test. And I'm plugging in the uh, answers to your questions here. And we have come up with a um, job for you. You are uh, you're supposed to be a pirate. Congratulations. Oh, fantastic. I love pirates. There you go. Yes. <laughs> that is your career path, seemingly. Career path. Very curious mm. what they need pirates for in the vault. Um, yeah. Whole lot of booty. Lots of booty uh, in that vault. The sub levels. Little tiny, <laughs> tiny cart or something. So, thank you for joining us. Um, we. We all became aware of you uh, when this whole documentary thing came about, but it turns out that this, this isn't the first thing you've done. You've done lots of other things. Um, can you give our audience kind of a uh, background on what you do and why you do it and how you got started? In terms of like YouTube stuff or in terms of like career path as in like TV industry or something like that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, any of that stuff. Like, any of that stuff? All of it. Oh, my. Yeah. Long this is a bad yeah. you. Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, give us give us the um, uh, you know the the uh, what is it the elevator elevator yeah. pitch version of it or whatever. Um, but but really how long, did you get like started in this Empire yeah, State think, Elevator? Yeah, <laughs> it was like actually I can like name a year. It's like what twenty. This sort of just proves how young I am compared to everyone else here. It was like twenty fifteen when I left school. I didn't know what I was going to be doing. As in, like, like I stayed on for the extra two because in Scotland you have um, four years of high school and then you have two optional years where you can stay on and then you can leave in fifth year or you can leave in sixth year. But it's basically just to get more um, qualifications. And so I stayed on for the two years because I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I had no idea. 
Sure. Uh, um, yeah, in yeah. the states, that's called um, uh, ah crap, uh, junior college. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, because I, yeah, I know you guys. Basically, have, like, it's the same school, kind of thing. School, upper yeah, school. Yeah, you got middle school. You got high school. That goes through twelfth yeah. grade, and then, <laughs> and then if if you if you kind of want to pay a little bit more, but don't really want to go to a regular college yet, you go to like community college or, or junior right. college. But then you can get your associate's degree, which is like your first two years, but it's not actually a full bachelor. Right, interesting. Well, yeah. I left school with little to no qualifications, and so initially I went into, what was it, like, computing? It was like a weird thing. It was called, like, digital media computing, where the only digital media thing we ever done was this lecturer told us to get it. He gave us, like, one of these tiny, shitty roll-up cameras. Literally, see one of those roll-up cameras where you, like, and then go out and take pictures? Do that and then put it into the like scan it and put it in the computer and then make like a film out of it and that was like what a month or something like that and then everything else is just coding in spreadsheets and I'm like this isn't really what I want to do I'm not really interested in this I'm more creative minded um so I uh so at the time I did like some soul searching and I was like well I'm liking Game of Thrones at the moment I like. TV and film, well, not film. Well, I like film, but TV more. So this was clearly before the yeah. last two seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> season. Oh, this is like season four. Actually. Yeah, season four. This is when it was still like amazing yeah. television. Yeah, it's like the writing yeah. was excellent. And uh, right. but yeah, right. so it was like uh, I was inspired by them, and then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go do some television stuff. And uh, I went to college for that, and I started in NC, which is like the lowest tier you can go. And from there, I, like I did YouTube beforehand, and I was a Minecraft YouTuber beforehand, which was the most terrible thing at the time. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, it was horrible. Why so? <laughs> why so terrible? It was, what, just, what? it was like because I'm not very PG. I'm not a PG person. I swear, uh, fucking uh, I'm right. Stereotypical Scotchman in that in that, in that case. I'm already so you had legions of like ten year olds' mothers coming. Uh, kind of, yeah. Like uh, my videos were not popular, so like, uh, so I had like the YouTube experience there. But like over the years, I um, I was studying television, doing a bunch of going on sets and stuff like that. And I worked on my very first documentary, which was a stage documentary. Actually, that's what's funny. Like. Um, Oh, oh, I need to piece together the story. Ah, yeah, so, like, it was, like, a month before the deadline, and we had to work on these tiny, like, 15-minute document... No, not 15-minute, like, three-minute, four-, five-minute short documentaries and people. And um, I couldn't find anyone to do it on, so I got my friend, and I'm like, okay, here's here's a script, and we're going to pretend, like, this is real, but it's not actually real, just, just to pass uh-huh. it off. And uh, I did that, and once I... Once I edited together and released it, I was like, you know what, I kind of want to make actual documentaries, and then that's what's what... And oh, One major factor of me getting into documentaries instead of traditional Game of Thrones shows and stuff like that is that I worked on a few dramas, and I hated it. It was one of the worst experiences I've had. It's just so... Like, some of them were... What made it so bad? Yeah, what, what, um, what made the experience so bad? A few different things. Uh... It, well, what I was going to say there is like depends on the people on the shoot. It depends on the people on the crew. And at the time, I worked with a really horrible director that was just yeah. oh, like bad times, and yeah. um, and it really put me off it. And then a few times after that, it was like a mixture of different things. Because I worked on a few dramas, some of them were alright, 
But it was just long days. It was long days of you sitting there shooting the exact same scene over and over and over and over again. And I'm just like, this is just tiring. I cannot do this. I can probably work in pro- like post-production, but like planning out a drama is like the worst thing. Um, in- mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're very yeah. averse to <laughs> tedium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, what was it? It was like last year? Was it last year? Oh yeah, it was last year. Yeah, last year I worked on a documentary that was about 50 minutes long called Witches in Scotland. And, yeah, that was yeah, because, well done. Oh yeah, mm. and um, because my true. because my family were, are very spiritual and my mum is like into witchcraft and stuff like that. Um, yeah, she was actually. Was she, she was one of my main, like, yeah, one of my main people because, yeah. oh, that was, the, oh yeah, that's another story where it's like the time my producer was like, should we, should we get her? And I'm like, well, to be fair, she's like the most reliable subject and also the most yeah, the most reliable witch the most reliable know, witch and the most know. willing to come on camera and talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's a that's a title that's an award they give out in Scotland every year yeah, the reliable, reliable witch, witch. <laughs> yeah. so like, I made that and then I just got infatuated by documentaries and then I think I've said a few times where it's like after that I just wrote this list I have like a google doc of like three pages of documentary ideas and I just went from there. But f- That's awesome. Yeah. In terms of YouTube stuff, I've always been in and about YouTube doing videos. I've been making follow-up content as well. So things kind of went hand-in-hand in, hand in that aspect. So yeah. that was a short yeah. story of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool journey. Um, so this syncs right back up to Fallout. So how did you get started with Fallout? You said Fallout Three is yeah. your favorite. Yeah, is Fallout Three is my with? like. I came home from school one day. This was like back in whenever Fallout Three came out, and uh, I walked in, and then like my mum put down the case of Fallout Three. And originally at the time, I wasn't really connected to the, the interwebs or had much knowledge about the games industry. I just played games, and then that's it. And so I looked at this game and I'm like, well, me and my mum are into horror things, so I'm quite worried. <laughs> and then I look behind and I see feral ghouls and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, yep, I know what she's got me this for. Cool. She's wanting to scare me. Fantastic. And then, yeah, my love just blossomed from there when I realized it wasn't a horror game and that it was an open world adventure where I could be whoever I want. <laughs> so that's fantastic. I love yeah. that. Yeah, with with horror aspects, aspects and humorous things and all sorts of other stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. DC Metro with yeah, Reavers. Oh yeah. Run. <laughs> run. <laughs> run, boy, run. That's a funny perspective to to think about booting up that game, expecting was, it to be a horror game, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're I a baby. Was nervous. <laughs> I was like because like what was it? I looked up the main menu and it was the music and I'm like, oh this is cool. But I'm still spooked out because it's like old timey ads, and for some reason I was just spooked out by just anything old timey at this time. Like I remember I booted up this movie mm. called Haunting of Something, and like the intro credits was just like old timey photos from the 1800s, and I was like, Nah, I'm alright, I'm, I'm okay, and just back. Away. For some reason I'm just yeah, spooked out. Those... I don't know why. House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, some. Hmm. Uh, House, House on Haunted Hill. Um, I know the intro for that movie was creepy. It might be. Is that the Netflix show? If there's a Netflix show, then no, because this one was like a standalone no. movie thing. All oh, right, yeah, might, no, I'll need to yeah. look up and confirm that. But um, yeah, it was a haunting of something. There's been like billions of those movies. 
but yeah <laughs> yeah those old pictures uh those you're talking about those old like 1800s mm-hmm. pictures are there's something that's very creepy and uh unhuman yeah. about some of the they, the way that the photography had to be rendered at the time mm-hmm. or the, they had to be taken for long periods of time so you had to stand there very still mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why lots of people don't smile in the pictures because it's hard to hold a frozen smile for you know a minute yeah. for the mm-hmm. for the camera to to render you um, but yeah, there's there's kind of this weird. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Have you had any encounters so you start, that you feel comfortable sharing? I'm just curious. What was that? Have you, do you have any encounters that you feel comfortable sharing? Encounters, as in like paranormal stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, oh fuck, right. Um, I have a few, but I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable with telling them on stream just because of the the type that it was. Yeah. He's going to summon demons I've into our stream. I've got some stories, but yeah, I'm, it's ones that I'm like, should I tell them? Am I allowed to tell them? Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, mm. It fine. all makes sense once you hear them, but you probably won't hear them on stream. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, That's fine. Yeah. So, so you started with Fallout Three, mm. and. Um, Roughly, how old were you when when you're, you're talking about be, being pretty young here? Uh, let's see. That was what twelve years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 23 right now. So what? So pretty young. 11, 11 yeah, 12, 13. You probably played it over a few years, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That yeah. was that was my one game for whenever I discovered New Vegas, which I still actually like. I discovered New Vegas by um. Going into the local corner shop to get like, a Capri Sun or something like that, or a can of Iron Brew, and um, and I see like the Xbox magazine is like Fallout New Vegas. I'm like, yeah, it is gambling, <laughs> and it immediately is like, oh okay, I can play blackjack in this. This is fantastic. I love, I love, I love, love, love uh, talking to people from other countries other than the U.S. because uh, the three of us are from the U.S. and getting other people's perspectives on the U.S. F- from people who don't live in the U.S. and being that these games are all very United States cent- centric, yeah. uh, you know. So, so the capital waste, you're probably like, okay, Washington D.C. That's the capital. That's pretty commonly understood. Vegas, New New Vegas. So that's gambling. I and and when I've been able to travel and talk to people from outside the country, it's it's usually they know New York, um, Texas, <laughs> Cowboys, uh, Hollywood, and maybe Florida because of like Disney and Miami, right? right. Like that's and then the rest of the country is just like Not I don't Disney. know. Well, some other stuff out there. <laughs> so, so what was it like playing these games from like an external perspective? Because there's so much like patriotism and yeah. history, and then you get to Fallout Four, and you're in you know Boston and the Tea Party and stuff like that. Mm. There's there's all this. What was it? What's it like being external to the U.S.? Um, that's a really good question. Actually, it's a really good question. Uh. It's something like over here, right? It's like going on TV and going on film. We're like blast. And it's, it, I would say it's probably anywhere in the modern world anyway where anyone has a TV. You're blasted with like American stuff all the time. And, right. um, so all the media kinda, that we create. Yeah, yeah. so we're kind of used to We're kind of used to the whole, well, not patriot, like patriotism or anything like that, but just American culture and jokes and the way they talk and stuff like that. And, um, and so exploring Fallout, Fallout was quite interesting. I never really, especially at a younger age, I never really took in the whole patriot, patriot 
Ism thing uh, uh-huh. until much later in life where I'm like hmm this screams to me Murica you know this is like yeah yeah the Arcor, enclave we, yeah. You're, you're visiting like uh, the Washington Monument yeah. there, or talking to yeah, like, John Henry Eden is like America it's like yeah right yeah. Okay. so it's like America yeah. so in my yeah. in, in my head at least it's sort of um Every time, because the, the original question I thought you were going to ask was like, oh yeah, what does other countries think of America? And I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> right, um, right now, historically, like, which are, what are uh, we talking about? Yeah. Stereotypically. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, so it's like, um, it's sort of, it, at least in my mind anyway, it sort of helped with the stereotype as to what America sees themselves as, if you get what mm. I mean. Mm-hmm. As yeah, the, the yeah. historicity of it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Um, because I, I'm, I'm a fan of other cultures. I like to, I like to study other cultures and, and learn about their histories and those kinds of things. And American history is only goes back so far. You only have oh, yeah. so many hundred years country, of yeah. American history. Mm. We're like a, we're like a baby country on the world stage. Mm. Um, but you know, from being an American, there's, there's a lot of that whole. You know, this is what our founding fathers did, and this yeah. is how we formed our country, and we're very proud of these things. So I'm sure you, you classic, came across some of that stuff. Classic thing about Americans that I, um, that me and a lot of others laugh about is Ken. You're getting over. I remember seeing you the other day in Discord saying it, and um, <laughs> so basically, Americans oh, are getting of never calling themselves Americans. They're can they always they're always getting of calling themselves what their ancestors were. As in, yes. they're always like, yes. "Oh, I'm right. Irish," and I'm like, "Right, five generations down? Are you sure?" <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, are you, are yeah. you sure about that?" And yeah. It's like and, either and, that or Italian or like so on and so forth. And I remember Ken right. saying, "Like, oh yeah, I'm Scottish." I'm like, <laughs> uh, "We were Scottish, <laughs> are <you> right?" Sure? <laughs> yeah, your accent yeah, is yeah, otherwise. <laughs> it's it's because it's because the U.S. is such a, a melting pot, yeah. and mm-hmm. over the last. Um, uh, you know, uh, in, in the early nine, 1900s, there was a lot of division in specific. Uh, we don't need to go into this too much. Specific urban areas, like you were, you were known by what group of people you came from when you came to the United States, mm, yeah. because there was there was so much immigration from uh, specifically like the Irish, the Italians, you know, places like that in New York. Um, and so for a long time, you had to you had to be with your people, and if you weren't with your people, other people didn't trust you. Mm. And over the course of the last hundred years, it's it's kind of uh, that's flattened a little bit. So you're mm. now you're either white or you're <laughs> other thing, you know, Hispanic, black, whatever. Mm. But it's it's less about oh, this is my ancestry. Yeah. But yeah, but nobody can act. None of almost none of us. Some people can, but almost none of us can actually say yeah, I'm American because we are not Native American. Yeah, we, yeah. you know. So right. yeah. I know a lot of people in West Virginia. They'll they'll celebrate um, uh, Scottish and Irish heritage, and they call it Scotch Irish. Mm. But really, when those people settled, like during the 1700s, they just um, uh, grew into other families that were Native American and um, African American, and didn't talk about that. So it's mm. it's it's rather funny now because it's like <laughs> it's just a, a, a mud blood. We're all just yeah. Mud you blood. guys are more, <laughs> everyone's more mixed than they, they think they are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, so that's interesting. So did you get stuff like the patriotic patriotic stuff? Did like I don't know how much you learn about American history over in um you know where you grew up specifically. Yeah. Um, but you know like Fallout Four with like uh, there's. I don't know. There's so much in Fallout 4. The Minutemen, you have um, some of the locations you visit are very historically 
important? It, uh, I'm wondering, was, uh, did, did some of this stuff go things. over your head? Yeah, like a few things, yeah. like the Minutemen, for example, they're like, that went right over my head. I had no idea what, like, I didn't know they were like a real life thing until um, yeah. later on, like a good few years actually after Fallout 4 came out. I was like, oh, well, okay, they're actually real. Um, but yeah, like, it's stuff like that that flew over my head. But um, in general, over here, we are taught things. Uh, about about American history, we not we don't dive too much into it. Like um, we're talking about the slave trade, the Cold War, Vietnam War, stuff like that. But we're not talking mm-hmm. about like action. some of our best hits. Oh yeah, the big big bangers, the great highlights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the opposite end, I've watched a bunch of Outlander, and I feel very educated. oh man, I was actually close to getting into that set. Um, like yeah, um, dude. yeah, yeah, like uh, um, my lecturer at the at the time, she was um, yeah, she was like friends with a bunch of producers and all that in the show, and like got and sat dinner, had um, had dinner with the actors and stuff like that, and so um, yeah, so like we are constantly like, oh yeah, go work for Outlander, go work for Outlander. go go over there, like I don't know if you can go over there, and I'm like, nah, I'm okay, I'm fine. I was close to being a runner <laughs> on there, and I was like. Yeah, I've been a runner. Uh, been a runner quite a few times, and they've not been pleasant experiences. <laughs> if you've ever been a runner in a shoot, yeah. especially like, I have. yeah, I have just, uh, just yeah. Of, of going from the, because I think most of the first seasons in Scotland, and then they go to France and the Caribbean, yeah. and now they're in the Appalachian Mountains, which is uh, I guess rather oh, kind. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I had actor David Caruso throw a yogurt at me once. That was exciting. Oh, really? <laughs> Amazing. Did you add more to that story? <laughs> There's more there. I'll tell you that one if you oh, tell man. the ghost story. Oh, story. Yeah. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> so let's get back to let's get back to Fallout stuff. Um, so you played you played three, you played New Vegas, yeah. you played four. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your, what was your impression of seventy six? Because the documentary is very much about the communities of Fallout 76 mm. and the uh, in some ways found family and found friendships that these mm. groups have come together and really bonded over this game and, and what was your experience with all of that? Um, well going back to like Fallout 3 in New Vegas, I remember in school when Fallout Online was announced if anyone remembers that and yes. I was excited. I signed up for the thing and everything, and um, I told my friends about it because they were just completely unaware. And I was like, "Yeah, someone's making a Fallout Light. That's fantastic!" And um, they were excited for it too. And so, like, I've already had I yeah, I always had friends that were like, "Yeah, let's do a Fallout multiplayer." And when seventy six was announced, I was um, I was more I was very optimistic about it actually because a lot of people were sort of like just downplaying it a lot. And I was like, oh, but you could like... Actually, I remember one video I was like, yeah, people could probably roleplay as like a bounty hunting gang or something like that, or guilds hunting down bounties or something like that, because the bounty thing was just announced there. I was like, yeah, people could just do that, and that would be crazy, because you just have this world and people can just make of it as they, as they will. And um, so I've... Yeah, so I I didn't get into it as much as other people did. I do enjoy I do I do like playing it. I go on to it just to sort of chill out. I don't really pay much attention to the story because, like, initially when I went and started playing it, it was me, my friend Dan, and uh, we just... I love exploring in Fallout. That's probably the first thing I do in any game. Just go around and wander around. So I just wandered to the other side of the map. To the red <laughs> zone. I can't remember what the red zone's called. 
But yeah, like, you were like uh, level three character, yeah. and you were like, oh yeah, no. I was like, let's do yeah. like level ten or fifteen, and I'm like, hmm, this yeah. is dangerous. I went into the uh, the city of uh, was it is it Watoga? Cranberry Bog. Oh, Watoga. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Watoga in the red? But, it it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the city of the southeast part of the map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not a fun time in there. So I picked up a bunch of quests, and then I I did like the main quest like out of order. So I did the enclave stuff at like far down the line. And then I did like the Brotherhood stuff last, and then in between was just anything I found in between when exploring. So it was just muddled in terms of story. So all I did in that game was just go around and explore, and then chat to whoever I came across. And often people just didn't talk back, and I'm like, I'm just I'm just trying to start a friendly conversation. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but they probably didn't have mics or just didn't want to talk. I was like, they just didn't oh, want to talk. Yeah. Scotsman yeah. interfering with my RP? You're not meant to be here. <laughs> be gone. Be gone. I can't understand what this fellow's talking about. He's got a weird He's accent. He's saying a bunch of slang. What does he mean? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, but it was, uh, but it was fun. Like, I, I really I do enjoy 76. I do. And so that's what, again, led me to doing the documentary on the game. So... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh th- talk a little bit more about putting the documentary together cuz you talked to lots of different groups of people, lots of different uh content creators. Mm. What was that like? Uh, you know, what's some give us some inside baseball on what it was like to reach out to all these people and and you know, interview them cuz sure yeah. had a lot of really interesting conversations and and not everything of course made it into the documentary. Yeah, that was that was probably one of the toughest parts because like every interview I had was like an hour or so long, and so like cutting that down into like ten fifteen minute sections was is it was challenging because like going back to uh, go I'll go into like exploring and reaching out to people in a second, but like back in the witches in Scotland one, I was interviewing a professor uh, who was literally like his job was about the Scottish witch trials and that was it. All that's what he talked about. And so like we had an hour long interview with him and we had to cut a lot down because it was only a fifteen minute doc. And uh, I remember him saying like is there gonna be an extended cut? Will it be a director's cut? Because you could have had that, 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 that and this and all of all this in here and I'm like, we didn't have time, sorry. Um so yeah, that was that was difficult cutting all that down. But um yeah, reaching out to people was interesting because like I was already Secretly in about a few groups. So I was in the aristocracy. Um, I, not like making my presence known because I never really do that in Discord servers. I just sort of lurk in shadows and be like, mm, <laughs> studying people. <laughs> and uh, and so like I remember going and being like, yeah, I want to make a documentary because I, we're in lockdown, so there's nothing else I can really do. And I looked at the list, and already on the list was Communities of Appalachia, because I wrote that down after I saw the 5.0 stuff. And uh, the 5.0 stuff, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, they have their own website and shit. Like, that's that's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating. And, yeah. um, and so, like, in the Aristocracy server, uh, people share their discords. Like, a bunch of these factions and stuff like that share their discords. And uh, I was just taking notes of all of these people and being like, all right, okay, okay, okay. And what was the well, who was the first person? Uh, I think it was yeah, it was the five I reached out to first, and they were cooperative. But because I wasn't really a known name in the community, I'm not too sure how other people felt when I reached out to them. There was definitely a few people like there was tons of people I reached out to, but most of them were like, 
uh, don't know about this one, which is fine because again, you're really, pretty, yeah, because like some people, when you reach out to them, not everyone's. I wouldn't say confident, but like keen enough to be on camera or have them sure. record themselves yes. and stuff like that. Not yeah. everyone is suited to the TV world or interview world or anything like that. So they were probably just, yeah, they probably just didn't want to make their mm-hmm. business known, essentially. Yeah, uh, so one was, of the things I've learned yeah. uh, being in this community is that um, you have a lot of uh, some, I should say some, you have some people who find it liberating to be able to role play as a character in a game yeah. and still maintain a certain sense of anonymity mm, yeah. or um, or even just to just be somebody else online with other people and yet they, they themselves are very private and kind of keep to themselves uh, you know um, so I, 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 yeah. I have a feeling you're kind of coming up on against some yeah. of that yeah. yeah, especially when when you say to someone, "Hey, do you want to be in a documentary?" and then probably the first thought that comes into their head, I'm not too sure, but it's like, "Oh, my real name is going to be known." Oh, like what's going to happen here? Because it's like right, it's right. them talking and not their role playing character, like you're right, like saying there. But yeah, it was approaching people was relatively simple, to be honest. It's not really because, um, like, for me, I'm. I'm a sociable person, despite me not really talking in Discord servers or anything like that. I'm quite sociable. It's like <laughs> right. you can approach me, or I can approach anyone, and uh, like I don't, I don't really care if where you are on the spectrum. I'll just go up and talk to you anyway. And um, and so I just reached out to as many people as I can and could. And I reached out to Ken one day, uh, sitting on my couch and being like, and when it was still in early pre-production, I was like, "Hey, do you want to be a part of this?" And he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, this is a great idea." And uh, yeah, Ken, you sent me up with a lot of different people, like Tom. <laughs> yeah, Ken's yeah, Ken's are a little socialite. That's yeah. I'm a social butterfly. Yeah, he is a, he is a social butterfly. <laughs> He's much better at that than than we are. We all have our yeah. strengths. Uh, Ken's got yeah. a, num- a number of strengths, but one of his is definitely uh, making sure he, you know, mm. is talking to everybody, kind of connecting with everyone. He's really good at that. Yeah, reaching out to people was fun. It was like the thing is with reaching out to people, right? Because initially I said, oh yeah, I wrote down like the, the initial list of people. But when it comes to a documentary, and when it came to making this, I was like, I could just throw in like a like as many groups as possible and have them tell their story. But the thing is, with that, I also wanted everything to feel connected in a way, as in like everything sort of lead into each other. And you so, have to thread a yeah, story through yeah, it, right? yeah, so otherwise like, it, it has doesn't. To, yeah, it has to make sense. It can't just be like. Yeah go from one thing to another and being like, whoa, what's happening now? Whoa, what's happening now every 15 minutes? It's like, oh, what's going on? Some parts could have been like that where it went from like three states to hashtag fuck Chad. <laughs> and then the, uh, <laughs> the Elson doll thing pop up. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, but yeah, it's uh, I wanted everything sort of to connect that way. So um, when looking back at the list, I was like, okay, so who who connects to each other? And so it was like five ohm. And then it, initially it was like the Vultures Radar Gang that was going to be that was initially on the list. And I was like, yeah, I could get them. Um, but at the time, I already had five ohm and interviewed Free States. And then I think I interviewed the HOA Wasteland Medic at the time. And yeah, um, yeah so it was like the Free States and um, the five ohm already told the story of them. So it was like I could throw I could do an interview with them, but I don't know how much more they could have in. And um, yeah, it was it was interesting, and especially like when doing interviews with you guys as well. Like Tom, you even mentioned the five O, 
And then, Ken, you mentioned the 5-0, and then so on and so forth. So it's like having them at the start and having them being interviewed is like key, and that's the initial thread is them going on the way through. Uh, so when reaching out to people, yeah, that's, yeah it, was ma- it was mainly just about how much can the story connect to each other while also telling the story of all these different individuals. So... So, so talk. So, in learning these stories of, of different in, individuals, did you? Uh, what What are some surprising things? Because we can watch the documentary, we can see like the stuff yeah. that gets you know that's actually in there. Yeah. But you personally, did you did you find anything surprising? Anything that really stood out that you didn't expect to discover? Uh, oh, that's a yeah, that's a really interesting question. There's a few interviews. Um, uh, hmm, I wonder if like, I could say them. You can be, you can be, you can be kind of broad yeah. about it. You can yeah, say yeah. like well, somebody um, had mentioned this thing, or you know. Yeah. Well, it's like I remember Tom said he has in Juicehead's section was maybe like fifty minutes long, like as long as everyone else. But because he was, because I wanted to highlight more of the community rather than just another YouTuber guy. I know he's he's an important fellow. He's a big presence, but it's like I didn't want to feel like oh yeah. Why, why is he in here when it's communities of Appalachia? But um, but yeah, he told like a massive story about um, him going into the Greenbrier. I talked to him about thirty minutes about his Greenbrier adventure and why he chose certain like why why he went in and his perspective on things. And I found that quite surprising. Where it was like, um, and it gave me a bit of insight on press stuff and press demos and things like that. Where you yeah. go to an event like that and you're like, oh, I'm so excited to play Fallout seventy six. But he went in with a mindset of I'm not going to do what everyone else is doing. I'm not going to sit down and enjoy the game for myself. I'm just going to go and wander off in one location. And mm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, right, okay, that's strange, but also makes sense. And then uh, we talked a bit, a bit about the PvP stuff, which I wasn't... I was aware of it, but I wasn't fully aware of it at the time. So we had a little slight discussion about that, which is a bit the, the, but, um, the PvP stuff, specifically yeah. the the contentiousness of the PvP. Yeah, or? yeah, like yeah. the uh, the war on Bethesda thing that uh, uh, which I decided to get rid of. I was like, cut <laughs> the positive vibes will not be killed today. No, um, yeah, that also yeah. didn't last very long. No, it didn't. It was like, yeah, today. all of that stuff's just a blip. Yeah. I mean, all of it is is just so silly, yeah. and you know, and 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 it doesn't. I, mean, I think you were right to do that. Mm. It doesn't represent the community at large. Mm. It's a, it's a fringe group of yeah. a small group of people who are just trying to stir things up, you know. And yeah, that's not the majority of the people. Things in, in terms of things that got cut. Uh, the one thing I can remember, and it's from you, Tom, actually, when you were talking about the role playing your character in New Vegas, whereas like uh, where your wife uh-huh. played initially, and then you felt like you had to play it a different way, so you played like his yeah, yeah. Character. So I went evil. Yeah. yeah, that character I've mentioned them before. That character's name was Bitch Fist. <laughs> <laughs> because he was a complete douchebag. He was like douchebag of the wasteland. Oh man, yeah. So there's like stuff like that. that I um like there's small stories like that that've been like all throughout the interviews, and I find it interesting. Like even talking to Gray Fox of the Enclave RP Guild, um, he mm. talked to me for an hour and a half about the structure of that, and I was blown away by how organized that was. I was like, this is mental. Yeah. We sat he there is, for ages. He's serious yeah. about yeah. that stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. which is inspiring in a way. Where it's like yeah. he sat, he sat me down. Well, I've already been sitting down. 
Um, so like I looked at the cards <laughs> and then he was like, oh yeah, this squad does this. This is the rank that does this, 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 and that. And I'm like, this is incredible. Like I I love learning about this. But again, going back to the cutting stage, I'm like, ah, oh, I feel so bad cutting all this. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. really bad. Um, yeah. These kinds of open later. systems. Uh, I'm so, uh, yeah. Sorry, these kinds of open systems okay. really do bring out the personalities of people. Yeah, yeah. They lean into the things that they naturally do. Yeah, and interviewing them as well, like, was really fascinating. Like, even with um, the last group of people, the House of Requiem people, uh, the Vampire RP Guild, um, they were interesting because, uh, of course, like vampires and things like that. They didn't get too much into the detail that I wanted, but. Um, I talked to them a bit about, again, their interests and things like that. They just sort of just sprouted up in the interview. I, was, I just started randomly talking to them about Vampire the Masquerade and things like that and how that connects yeah. into their RP and, um, and things. But again, when it comes to runtime, especially when it's like reaching the two hour limit, because I remember I told Ken initially, I was like, it's going to be about an hour long. Wasn't never long. No. <laughs> <laughs> Far from it. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you added more stuff in there because, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, there is a lot to go over. There is, yeah. you know, yeah. I was impressed. I hope our listeners have checked it out. Um, if you guys haven't haven't checked it out, um, what's the uh, what's the YouTube page? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Bundicot. B u n d i c o t. And we'll have that in the in the show notes for yeah. you guys to click through. Um, Dave, uh, Ken, do you guys have any any questions? Anything that we haven't covered that you're curious about? If you could go back to one group, um, and we'll exclude um, Ken and Tom here. If you could go back to one group and do like a full on <laughs> deep dive, like I'm like, you know, what does Tom eat for breakfast? Not kidding. Like if you could like take something like and start from the beginning and embed yourself in it and and almost make kind of like a an offshoot documentary what 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 group do you think you would want to do if you did something like that hmm that's an interesting question actually uh probably it's between my mind is between either the five or the hoa uh hoa going into the united wasteland network mainly because like their stories are just so crazy and like getting because I'm guessing like going back at one group I can interview multiple people in those group or is it just the one person oh just like the group oh just the group yeah 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 like um probably either one of those two because like with the HOA stuff Wasteland Medic was only one perspective of it and there was right. multiple people in that group so like looking through their perspectives and how they all came together and then evolved into that I think that would have been great and probably been uh, an interesting documentary, like offshoot, anyway. Yeah, yeah, because individually they all have really fascinating skill sets. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background and what they bring to the table to create the network. Yeah, they're all they're all people. Huh. They're all I ended up watching a, a YouTube video. I think it was from a YouTuber called White Light, and he. Uh, did an in-depth. He spent like a week and just hung out with a um, uh, Red Dead Redemption online guild that was like super serious, and they had initiations and a structure. And a lot of the guys that were in it were and, and girls were were ex-military um, and were were so invested in it. And 
and after watching that and even talking like we interviewed fallout 5.0 from that it's like seeing even a, from a, a different group in that structure and that perspective I, I find it so fascinating it's like yeah that's you, like um, you can sorry. go ahead oh no i was just gonna say that reminds me of the free states there where it's like their yeah. own individualities like reflected in how they played the game and why they went to like a certain faction mm-hmm. like i find them really interesting as well Especially, yeah. Bo- yeah, Bobby, oh, Bobby always shares his like uh, his harvest <laughs> on Twitter, which I always, which I always love. We all talked. Yeah, if things go south, we're all headed to Bobby's house. Yeah. He he has like a bunker. He's got stuff ready mm. to go. I told him I would pledge my fealty to him. I'm ready. <laughs> does he get to de- determine what each person does? Just like in a Fallout Four settlement, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you're the one who plants the potatoes. Okay. Couldn't say anything. He's just like you're assigned. It's like you're assigned. <laughs> you're assigned <laughs> here. Stand on this wooden platform with a gun. Make sure nobody approaches. Okay. You shall guard the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, so I'm I'm curious. Um, yeah. now that you've got this out there, you've knocked out. And we've talked a little bit about like, oh, it would be kind of cool to do this like other documentary on the Winter Grip. Do you have plans? Are there things in the works? Are there things that you can reveal to us? What's next from Gun Bundy? What's Cut? next? Are you gonna Are you gonna go to other games? Or are you gonna continue creating more content around Fallout? What are you working on? Hmm. <laughs> He's just can smiling. I, I look, I'm looking listeners. at my but I'm like, can I say this? Uh, I can say that in the future, in terms of like documentary stuff, I will be exploring other games in certain aspects. And for my next documentary, it is something related, and I could give you like a hint as to what it was or what it is. Okay, we'll take whatever you whatever you want to share. You might I don't know. You might know. <laughs> Hashtag we wish you were here. We wish you were here. Uh, that's familiar. What is that? That is. Um, hmm. I'm curious. I can just search it. We're on the internet. We have the internet right at- <laughs> We have the internet, yeah. It's for Toga, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> it could be. Oh. Tag on Instagram. Let's see. What comes up? Oh my god. I shouldn't have clicked on that. I'm, I'm kidding. It's an old lady with cat we wish you were here <laughs> thanks you're gonna be doc- documentaries yeah. on uh middle-aged <laughs> middle-aged women with cats uh mm. flowers on tables yeah. scenic uh, photography vacation spots the next one Great. is uh I, I don't know if you could probably google search just from using that phrase but like uh, it's, it's, it's not like a community sort of related thing. It's about of a hmm. It's about a development of a lost location that might be. I'm trying to like dance around the thing here. Mm-hmm. Keep him on here long okay. enough, for he's gonna be like, "Listen, it's <laughs> yeah. See, I, 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 this I talk about things all the time. Like, I uh... it's about it's about the Pink Floyd album. You yeah. got me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is it like one case last year? Where, like after I worked on like a feature film, and I signed something, and I wasn't too sure if I was allowed to talk about it or not, but I talked about it anyway. 
and uh, <laughs> I don't get in trouble for it, so it's fine. It's her name's now. It's 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 all right. Like how we we can't oh. talk about Starfield coming out next month, you know. That's the joke. Nah. But yes, it's not coming out next month. You, you've got everybody's ears perked. They're like, "What? <laughs> it's coming out next month?" I wish I heard it from the Fallout Hub. I get They're my the unofficial official show of the Fallout TV show. I get my information straight from Mister Head and his Twitter and his various predictions that he gives. <laughs> yes. You know, if you, we align the dates in the Mayan calendar, and if we look at how Jupiter revolves around the Earth, then we can definitely oh. say that Starfield is going to release in the next six. Plus if we years. check, it, uh, there's a geocache on the jersey and uh if we overline that with a telephone number that's off the jersey turnpike then we get the exact date of the launch you might find some ancient scripture (laughs) (laughs) the ancient aztecs were predicting (laughs) (laughs) the end of the world (laughs) new yeah mr head himself but also um you've also been working on machinimas oh yeah, we can talk about that if you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tell us about those. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got. Um... <laughs> Which one do you want to talk about first? The obvious one that's quite fun to talk about, or the other yeah, one? That's... Probably the obvious one. The obvious, What's the obvious one? All out quests. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about that? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Has anyone watched it here apart from Ken? I don't think uh, so. I don't think I've seen this. You have to. I'm gonna have to look it up. The fun thing, the fun thing about that, right? What I love about Fallout Quest is that it just goes against everything I've been taught over the past ten years. As in, like, see, like, like Ken and um, uh, I'm not too sure, Dave and Tom, if you've ever wrote scripts or anything like that. But it's like you write the first draft, you go over it a couple of times, you critique it as much as you possibly can, just do it. I write the first draft and then I send it away to people to record lines. That's uh-huh. it. And, uh, and so, like, dialogue could be atrocious or it could be amazing. <laughs> and things could just okay. make sense or they just completely not make sense. I got gotcha. you. I see where yeah, you're going with so, this. Yeah, so, yeah. like, th- those episodes are written like that. And it's usually times where I'm just, I'm in my head and I'm in a certain zone. I'm like, let's just write some weird shit. And especially <laughs> the upcoming episode, it's set in space. Like,. It's got the five more <laughs> people in it, and it's like it makes no sense whatsoever. It's just I know, it's yeah. <laughs> I like the uh, the characters in the um, the thumbnails here. Oh yeah, Nigel and Daniel. Fun yeah, they're looking. They're looking. Mm. They are <laughs> the, the one that looks like he's supposed to be like one of the Maxon soldier type guys. He's got like the beard and the shaved sides of his head with the oh yeah that's yeah, yeah, dang it. but he he's like he's like the ugly younger brother <laughs> or something <He's> like, <laughs> this is this is good yeah it's, uh, very nice it's fun making those is just it's all about just having fun with those to be honest i'm not that's awesome it seriously or anything like that the other show is completely serious but um, i don't know if you have any questions about like follow quest ken since you're the one who's watched the do you have anything pressing you want to say? I'm just going to sit. Ken, you know Ken, is, Ken is looking into the distance yeah. for answers. <laughs> it's like, hmm. For the most part, I usually wait until I've had three glasses of port, and then I enjoy them in all their glory. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the perfect. Yeah. Do you have a, a plan for where you're going with them? Uh, surprisingly, oh, yeah. yes. 
Okay. Oh no, yeah. you actually do. I kind yeah. of expected a. Well, um, they're they're just a fever dream, and whatever yeah. comes to mind is where it's going to go. Kind, it's kind no? of fine and also kind of structured as well. Where it's like I have what ten episodes planned, and there's going to be like a story thread going through, and that'll be introducing the next episode in the most bizarre way possible. But yeah, it's it's weird. I do I do have a structure for the entire thing. But it's also just like like I have like this Google Doc and and underneath every episode title I have like a brief description of and then bullet points of like yeah I'll do this this and that and then usually when I just open up the script and just start typing it's like oh they're not going that place no. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going somewhere completely different and having fun with that yeah hmm. weird it's fun weird yeah well, that's, awesome. that's awesome that's that's all, I'm gonna have to check these out um, you need to watch them. Yeah, I've got them up, up them here. I can you probably, and you're okay. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, <laughs> my wife and this will be our uh, entertainment tonight. My wife, uh, we'll put we'll put the kid to bed, put some drinks, and watch. On my end. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> I, maybe we'll have to watch both. Fallout <laughs> yeah, Quest episode time. of Love Island. Fallout yes. Quest episode <laughs> of Love Island. I think that's that's a good way. I mm. think I can do. I I think I could like do like nuclear physics and watch Love Island because. It doesn't require any brain cells. Yeah. None. <laughs> None. So, awesome. Awesome. Well, we're getting close to the end of the episode. Uh, is there anything else that you're working on that you want to you wanna throw out there for people to go check out? Apart from the, um, the untitled documentary, which I gave you the teaser for, I'm working mm-hmm. on another massive machinima project called Crimella, which um, is set... In its own world entirely, in its own universe and own lore and stuff like that that I wrote myself. And but it's using Fallout 4 as like a stage in a way. Just to get ah. bring the world alive in a sense. And that's really I'm actually really passionate about that. I've been working on that story for years. Uh because it has a lot of emotion emotional stuff happening in it that's that was um inspired by real life events, uh I'd say. But it's uh yeah, it's an interesting show. It's like I mean, I'm excited to get that out to people and for people to finally watch that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, um, other than uh youtube.com slash bundicott, how else can people reach out to you and check out your stuff? Uh you can check me out over on twitch.tv forward slash bundicott. I stream on there sometimes. And I post a lot of stuff on Twitter. Twitch Twitter.com uh, Bundicott. <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah. at Bundicott. Yeah, don't do like I do and mistype it as Bandicoot because you're going to end up with a bunch of. Uh, I did yeah. that today. I did. I was trying to look animals. up the the documentary and I was like, "There's too many Bandicoots." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I yep. found it. Well, well, thank you for joining us. This is this has been so very insightful. Um, and thank you for putting the documentary together. I know the three of us have have enjoyed. Uh, you know, even though we are kind of plugged in and know some of the other people in the documentary, it was it's always very cool to get their deeper perspectives and more of the story and and to have somebody like you to actually put that together and thread it together is very cool because it's not something we're doing and it's nice that somebody is because you know years from now people are going to look back and go oh yeah i remember this this is what it was like like uh, yeah yeah yeah. so it'd be cool uh to see you revisit this in a few years and and see how the community has moved on yeah a lot of people ask for a part two like immediately and i'm like "Mm." Probably not. Right. Not soon. <laughs> Probably not yeah. a while, but 
Maybe. 20 years later, you're working for the Discovery yeah. Channel, and you're like, oh, you know, I need to go back and do the who hasn't been embarrassed by some of their stuff and taken it offline oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my embarrassing stuff is probably still online I just live everyone's gonna search it now congratulations enjoy what you find uh, alright guys well let's wrap up the episode uh, Ken how can people get a hold of you and what other stuff are you working on lately uh, right now, uh, we're working on season two. Uh, so we completed our, our outline for season two. Um, the Chad show, uh, Chad Fall at 76 podcast. Which yeah, show? which will be coming out next month with some, some special guests. Uh, that is, is what I've been wrapped up in. Cool. Amongst other things. Cool, cool. Dave? Yeah, I've got uh, my new podcast coming out on Thursday, Geography Arcade. Um, it's on most podcast services. Of course, iTunes is a little slow on the roll, um, but there'll be a YouTube version of it as well. Um, first episode is about Fallout 76. Uh, it's a great place to start. We're talking about home. Um, it's 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 a personal story, I think. I think this one is more personal than probably the rest of them they do that I do. Um, next one after that, I've been reading a lot about finches. That's my finches. The finch. birds. Yes, birds. Birds. Finches. Yeah. <laughs> little, little, birds. little birds. Yeah, finches. Yeah, L- little guys. Yeah, little like little finches, and they got the little beak, you know, and they feathers. Yeah, got it. they got the feathers and the eyes. Yeah, I, I used to breed <laughs> finches. Wait, what? You, you used to breed what? finches? <laughs> Wait a minute. Actors throw yogurt at you. You breed finches. Breed finches. Yeah. What is this? I've got stories. <laughs> no, in uh, in middle school, we used to breed finches. Huh. huh. We ha- we captured a lizard because I live in Florida as part of like a science thing. We named him Jub Jub, based on a Simpsons character. <laughs> We'd reach our hand was a lizard and pick out crawdads, or as we call them, crawdads, down where I live. One time, yeah, yeah. One time we had one of those one of those fall in our pool. Uh, I think a bird probably dropped it or something. Yeah. Was better than a gator. Cool. Better than a gator. That is ain't that the truth? I spurned well, the gator. <laughs> that's what we say down here in Florida. <laughs> better, better than a gator. Um, uh, let's see. We just hit for my stuff. We just hit the hundredth episode of the Fallout Lorecast, and both Ken and Dave joined me with uh, Tune Tuneversal from Twitch, and we talked about our favorite lore and some of our favorite bits and pieces of different Fallout stuff, and we had kind of a little party, and it was lots of fun. Um, and my shows, I, I now have a regular live schedule, so just like this show uh, is on this channel at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Tuesdays, I am doing the Fallout Lorecast on the Robots Radio Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash robots radio on Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And I'm also doing all the other lore casts that I do, the Elder Scrolls, Dungeons and Dragons, and Cyberpunk, different days in the week. So if you go to the channel, you'll see the the schedule all set up, and you can come join me at least four nights a week for lore cast fun and playing video games like Fallout 76 after after we do the episodes. So come visit, come hang out, and I think that's all we got going on, guys. So until next time, thank you again, Bundacott, for joining us. And, you know, just follow your dreams. Make documentaries. Make cool, make dreams. funny little animations on YouTube. Like be Buffy. inspired. Just, yeah. just do it. You know, yeah. and if witchcraft is your thing, do that too. You know, 
Let's say no. Don't forget to get your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs> yep. There you go. All right, guys. See you later. Goodbye. We all we all do the Dave wave at the end. <laughs> Isn't that like the death clapping is just doing that? It's like oh, jazz yeah. hands, yeah. but like if, if somebody jazz like, hands. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I'm afraid like my wedding ring will fly off at any moment. No. <laughs> yeah, since I've been in the house for like months now, I took my wedding ring off because it bugs my finger. I've had. I, I haven't gone out of the house basically. That's bad. Bad. Your parole is there. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had a. Uh, like a, a, I don't know, a callus on this part of my finger, a part of my hand for years, and okay. it is finally going away because I haven't been wearing a ring. It's so nice. I've got like baby hands again. Not like, not like Deadpool had baby hands. Like yeah. soft. It's like <laughs> I need some of this. <laughs> hey, chat! Thank you for joining us uh, for the for the episode. It's good to see everybody, and um, I'm gonna go eat pizza. I think. I'm gonna go eat um, whatever we had last night again. <laughs> it's called leftovers, Yum. my friends. Yum. <laughs> I'm hoping that I was imagining that it was leftovers and not regurgitation of the thing you just ate last night. Okay, well, like a cow. I mean, that's tomorrow. Come on. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, Thundercut, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Like, thanks, thanks for doing it last. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, yeah it is, no worries. <laughs> All about. All right, chat. See you guys later. Bye. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 